Well, howdy, neighbors. Commissioner Sid Miller here. The Texas Park of Agriculture's Farm Fresh Network connects local producers with schools to provide fresh food for our students. If you're a farmer, rancher, producer, sign up at farmfreshnetwork.org. Scott Frazier, Scott and Casey Frazier Farms, Chapman Ranch, Texas. We're listening to the latest news in Texas agriculture from Texas Ag Today. Welcome to Texas Ag Today, a daily look at the latest news in Texas agriculture. Texas Ag Today is produced by the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network with the largest farm news team in the Lone Star State. Now here's the host of Texas Ag Today, Carrie Martin. Hello, Texas. We are once again locked, loaded, and ready to roll with another episode of Texas Ag Today. All you got to do is jump on in with me and buckle up. We're going to take a ride around the Lone Star State as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state in the nation, Texas agriculture. In the news today, Friday's cattle on feed report did not contain any surprises. We'll have more on that coming up to kick off today's show. I'm Kerry Martin. I'm your host along with the largest and most experienced farm news team in the Lone Star State. And we're all standing by to bring you the latest news in Texas agriculture. From the piney woods of East Texas to the rocky ranges of the Trans-Pecos. And from the Panhandle down to the Rio Grande Valley. How is our winter wheat crop doing in the Texas High Plains? I'm James Hunt and we'll have an update on Texas Ag Today. The average cost of this year's Thanksgiving dinner for 10 people is down slightly from last year. I'm Tom Nicoletti and I'll have the details on the cost straight ahead on Texas Ag Today. This is Jim Hearn in the Rio Grande Valley. Cool weather and rain is hit extreme South Texas. Most ag work is shut down for the time being. We'll have those stories and more in today's report. We'll have those stories plus Texas wildlife news and a complete look at the markets all coming up. A lot of eyes were on Friday's monthly cattle on feed report after the big disruption that last month's report caused in the market. But it appears there weren't really any surprises in this month's report. Well, I think it's fairly consistent with what everybody was expecting. That's USDA livestock analyst Shale Shagum, who looks at this month's numbers. The number of cattle placed on feed during October was just under 2.2 million head, which was about 4% above a year ago. Feedlots marketed just under 1.8 million head during October, which was 3% below a year ago. But there was an extra slaughter day during October. So if you adjust that extra day, we were actually 7% below a year ago. The number of cattle on feed on November 1st was about 11.9 million head, which was 2% above a year ago. Shagam says there are a couple of factors that are keeping the placement numbers high. We have continued dryness in the southern plains, and that manifests itself in in heavy placements uh, in those states. Plus, there are financial incentives to place cattle into feedlots right now. Overall, we're still looking at relatively high prices, just factoring in the the, the continuing declines in in supplies of cattle from, from lower inventories. So the cattle herd will continue to shrink. Everything is, is, is sort of pointing towards the fact that we are looking to continue contraction in the, in the inventory. And that will cause average prices to be significantly higher next year than we've seen here in 2023. 
Drought conditions continue to improve across much of Texas. According to the U.S. Drought Monitor, 54.1% of the state is now experiencing moderate or worse drought. That's down 11 percentage points from the week prior. 7.7% of the state is suffering from extreme or exceptional drought. That's a little more than three percentage points lower than last week. Exceptional drought remains in southeast Texas and in Bear County in south Texas. 20% of the state is now officially drought-free. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Domel. There's a group studying a possible lamb insurance program. Watts & Associates has announced four listening sessions in which the company will solicit input on a potential federal lamb insurance program. That company has been contracted by USDA's Risk Management Agency to evaluate the feasibility of offering subsidized production insurance for American lamb producers. They'll be holding three in-person listening sessions about the potential lamb insurance program. One of those right here in Texas. It's on December 9th in San Angelo. Also, if you're going to the American Sheep Industry Association's annual convention in Denver in a few weeks, they'll be holding a listening session there on January the 12th. The wheat crop on the Texas High Plains is getting off to a mixed start this year. James Hunt takes a look at the latest wheat crop conditions there. USDA's crop progress reports continue to show winter wheat is doing fairly well in Texas overall, but in our specific area, we're seeing a mixed situation. Here's Steely Fischbacher of Texas Wheat Producers on conditions in the Texas Panhandle South Plains area. We've had areas in that region that have had rainfall this fall during our planting period, and those areas I think are established and doing well. There's other areas, specifically a corridor kind of north and south of I-40 that have remained dry, and that has presented a lot of challenges with getting that crop emerged and getting it going. What we're seeing in that region without the precipitation is that our irrigated acres are really the only ones that are progressing. We're hearing that not only from farmers, but we're starting to see that in our reports. Now, as for acreage, there's been some anticipation we might see an increase in wheat plantings this season, both in our area and statewide. Here's Fishbacher's take on that. We have some signals that maybe we will see an increase, but we did have a very large increase in planted acres last year. So we went from 5.3 million planted to 6.4. So that was a big jump statewide. Um, what we're looking at now is we did have some failed summer crop acres that typically they would like to have something on there for cover, which usually would end up being winter wheat. So that may see a few additional acres. But our price forecast is much lower than what we were looking at last planting period. So we'll have to wait and see how that all shakes out. A lot of factors at play there. Uh, I tend to think that we'll probably see acres pretty steady this year. More from Steely Fischbacher of Texas Wheat Producers tomorrow. I'm James Hunt on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Thanksgiving dinner will cost a bit less this year, but Tom Nicoletti tells us the cost is still much higher than just a few years ago. My guest today is uh, Terry Moore. She is Vice President of Communications with the American Farm Bureau Federation. And uh, Terry, we are uh, just about on Thanksgiving. There has been a, a cost survey that American Farm Bureau has commissioned uh, for the 2023 Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, what are people paying uh, generally for a group of 10 people uh, this year compared to last year? 
So the cost for 10 people is around $61. So that's about a 4.5% drop from last year. But remember, last year was a record high. So we're still 25% higher than 2019, pre-pandemic. So food inflation is definitely still a factor for America's families. What about some of the food items that people are buying for this Thanksgiving, whether they're up or down? Go ahead and give us some details there. So one of the big reasons that it's down a little bit from last year is that the cost of turkeys have come down significantly. And that's partly because high path AI has not been as much of an issue this year. So several of the individual items are actually up a little bit. But the fact that the turkey came down brought the whole cost down a little bit. Very good. And of course, the turkey is the centerpiece of uh, that Thanksgiving Day meal, which uh, makes it uh, a little easier on the consumers out there as uh, they move forward through the holidays. Absolutely. And, and while we do still have significantly higher prices, it's important to keep in mind that Americans still enjoy one of the most affordable food supplies in the world. I would just remind people that that those higher prices in the grocery store don't necessarily translate to the farm, right? The farmer's share of the food dollar is only around 14 cents. And so we have to remember that there are all those higher costs for supplies and the inflation impacts on the farm are very, very real. That's Terry Moore. She is with the American Farm Bureau Federation. I'm Tom Nicoletti at the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Cool weather and rain has slowed farm work in deep south Texas. Jim Hearn has an update from the Rio Grande Valley. The latest run of cool weather has left the Rio Grande Valley wet and cool. A cool front that, well, has hit the area with heavy drizzle and light rain. And that rain has lasted for at least three days and has left between two to four inches of rain across the area. Now, the rain also has gotten up into our watershed area. Falcon Reservoir has gained 4% over the last month and is now a very welcome site for the lake and, of course, has been in a steady decline for the past several months. Now, with the rain, most ag activity is shut down for the time being. The citrus harvest of early oranges, which had just got started, will be taking a small break. Also getting a break will be the irrigation crews that have been irrigating on about a three-week irrigation schedule. The sugarcane harvest is also about to kick off, and it well will be soon time before the harvesters will be moving through the field. Those harvesters weigh a lot, so wet fields, uh, they'll bog down real quick. Onion planting is also on hold. Also a harvesting of greens, cabbage, carrots, and salad greens. Are seeing a pause. Most growers are happy to see the rain, though. Water districts have been trying to get more water in their accounts, and this will certainly no doubt help them. We're already thinking about row crops, and producers are getting, well, they're getting bedded up and getting that pre-plant fertilizer down. The latest round of rain will also help with the dry land as well as the irrigated land as well. Spring crops are, again, will be here before we know it. For Texas Ag Today, this is Jim Hearn in the Rio Grande Valley. Texas anglers could see a change to spotted sea trout regulations. I'm Jessica Domel, and I'll have more coming up on Texas Ag Today. And now is the time to prepare for next year's lambing and kidding. Dr. Bob Judd has more on that coming up next, right here on Texas Ag Today. 
Well, howdy, neighbors. Commissioner Sid Miller here. The Texas Department of Agriculture's Farm Fresh Network connects local producers with schools to provide fresh food for our students. If you're a farmer, rancher, producer, sign up at farmfreshnetwork.org. Texas Farm Bureau has served farm families in rural Texas for nearly 90 years. We're pleased to offer new affordable health care coverage choices for all Texans through Texas Farm Bureau Health Plans. You do not need to be a member to inquire and apply. Plans are available anytime. There is no open enrollment period. Our United Healthcare Choice Plus network of providers is one of the largest available. For more information about the different plans, how to apply, or to get a quote for you, your family, or your small business, visit tfbhealth.com. We're keeping you informed on everything happening in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. Next spring will be here before we know it. Dr. Bob Judd says now is the time to plan for next year's lambing and kidding. Dr. Lionel Dawson with Oklahoma State University indicates in the Shepherd publication that monitoring does and ewes is critical for a successful outcome. During the last month of pregnancy, isolate the pregnant animals and provide good, clean water, hay, and grain. Grain supplementation helps to prevent pregnancy toxemia, and all pregnant animals should be vaccinated for Clostridium perfringens C, D, and T four weeks before kidding and lambing. It is also important to perform FAMACHA scoring and deworm the animals with pale mucous membranes. Monitor all animals in labor, and if labor is not progressing, assistance is needed. If the fetus is not delivered after 60 minutes of active labor, it is likely assistance will be required. You can examine the reproductive tract if you have training in doing so and can determine the location and position of the fetus. If the cervix is not dilated or the fetus seems too large to be delivered, call your veterinarian as a cesarean may be required. Use lots of lube and a glove when examining the reproductive tract. And if you're not easily and quickly able to aid in delivery, call your veterinarian. Many times, owners cause so much damage and swelling to the reproductive tract that your vet cannot deliver the baby without a cesarean. Once the baby is delivered, clean off the mouth and nose and insert a piece of straw in the nose to stimulate breathing. Dr. Dawson recommends dipping the navel in strong tincture of iodine. But this product burns and kills the tissue and can lead to problems, in my opinion. A solution of 25% stock chlorhexidine and water is much more gentle and effective for preventing infection. I'm Dr. Bob Judd on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Texas anglers could see a change to spotted sea trout regulations. Jessica Domel has more on the changes in today's wildlife report. To support spotted sea trout populations as they continue to recover from a freeze in 2021, the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department is considering changes in the daily bag limit and size limit for spotted sea trout. TPWD Coastal Fishery staff are preparing a proposal approved by the Parks and Wildlife Commission moving the daily bag limit to three fish 15 to 20 inches long with an allowance for one trout longer than 25 inches as part of the daily bag. Currently, anglers are able to keep five spotted or speckled sea trout per day 15 to 25 inches long with one fish over 25 inches. Those regulations were reinstated after temporary restrictions enacted after a freeze led to the deaths of more than 1,000 sea trout expired on August 31st. Dacus Geeslin, TPWD's Deputy Director of Coastal Fisheries, explained the impact to the commission. 
our February freeze 2021. That was the largest freeze-related fish kill since the 1980s. Our speckled trout population especially takes it on the nose every time we get a freeze. They simply have that lower thermal tolerance level. Following the freeze, the commission enacted several regulatory actions, the first being an emergency action. The second one being folded up into our statewide action. That lasted for approximately three spawning seasons. And that action expired or sunset on August 31st of 2023. After the temporary restrictions expired, TPWD heard concerns from the angling public related to the spotted sea trout bag and length limits. And that led to the proposal to change the bag and slot length limits. We'll have more on this on our next show. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Dolmel. It's time to check the markets. We'll be back with a complete look at the livestock, cotton, grain, energy, and financial markets coming up next. Keep it right here on Texas Ag Today. Howdy, neighbors. Commissioner Sid Miller here. The Texas Department of Agriculture's Farm Fresh Network connects local producers with schools to provide fresh food for our students. If you're a farmer, rancher, producer, sign up at farmfreshnetwork.org. Texas Farm Bureau has served farm families in rural Texas for nearly 90 years. We're pleased to offer new affordable health care coverage choices for all Texans through Texas Farm Bureau health plans. You do not need to be a member to inquire and apply. Plans are available anytime. There is no open enrollment period. Our United Healthcare Choice Plus network of providers is one of the largest available. For more information about the different plans, how to apply, or to get a quote for you, your family, or your small business, call 833-TX-HEALTH or visit 833-TXHEALTH.com. We're giving you the market information you need on Texas Ag Today. Cattle and cotton both closed lower on Tuesday while the grain markets were higher. We'll start with the cattle complex where both live and feeder cattle closed lower. December live cattle down 47, 175 even. February down 57 at 176.07. April live cattle down 50 cents, 178.22. Losses in feeder cattle also. January feeders down a dollar March down a dollar with April feeder cattle down ninety two cents two thirty four ninety. Cash fed cattle market still quiet for the week. We do have reports of a small pen in Iowa selling for two eighty nine dressed, as well as a small group in Kansas selling for two eighty eight and a half dressed. But other than that, things very quiet here on this holiday shortened week. Boxed beef prices were lower on Tuesday. Choice down 24 cents, 295.51. Select down 15 at 270.80. Now let's check the auction barns. We're walking the pens with Larry Marble. Colt Adams, El Campo Livestock Exchange, sells them every Tuesday. Colt described the action. We ended up with 713 head of cattle this week, 90 pack of cows and bulls. Sold probably $3 lower when compared to last week. The calf run was really good. The quality was good all the way throughout. And I would say they kind of sold 3 to $7 higher. 
it, with that big drop in the board of the following week, that board kind of raised up back again, but the quality was really good. And the cattle under 200 pounds brought anywhere from 236 to 260. Two to 300 pound steers bring from 248 to $3. Three to 400 pound steers bring from 284 to 348. Four to 500 pound steers bring from 275 to 328. Five to 600 pound steers bring from 259 to 298. Six to 700 pound steers bring from 237 to 280. And 700 and over bring from 209 to 248. The heifer mates right to them under 200 pounds bring from 212 to 250. Two to 300 pound heifers bring from 235 to 323. Three to 400 pounds, 274 to 320. Four to 500 pound heifers bring from 236 to 317. And five to 600 pound heifers bring from 221 to 248. Six to 700 pound heifers bring from $1.95 to 233. And 700 and over, $1.64 to 205. Slaughter cows bring on the high dressing cows bring from 87 to $1.01. The lower dressing cows bring from 73 to 82. And then your thin cows this week bring from 55 to 62. My high dressing bull bring from $1.05 to $1.06. No sales this week because of Thanksgiving, correct? I want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving and thank everybody for what they do. And uh, But with the following week, I do know we have some bigger drags of calves coming in off a couple different ranches, so we're looking forward to that week. Tell everybody how to get a hold of you, Colt. Yes, sir. You can give me a call at 361-920-1618. That's the best way to get a hold of me. Or you can call my brother at 361-920-1620. Or call Home Rapper Show there at 979 979- 216-8084. Neighbor, that's Colt Adams, El Campo Livestock. Sells them every Tuesday, but not this Tuesday. Neighbor, I'm Larry Marble. You're listening to Walking the Pins on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, and you're listening right this second on Texas Ag Today. Thanks, Larry. Back over to the futures market now. Our lean hogs finished lower on Tuesday. December hogs dropped 217, 68.17. February contract down 272 at 72.32. Class 3 milk finished mixed, the November contract down a penny, 1712 100 weight, while December milk was up 8, 1646 100. The cotton market finishing lower on Tuesday. USDA's crop progress report showed that 77% of the U.S. cotton crop has now been harvested. That is up from the previous week's 67%. Traders also keeping an eye on rain in the U.S. Delta and the Southeast. We close with December cotton down 63 points, 77.34. March cotton down 56 at 80.69. The grain markets finished higher, corn only slightly higher. The December contract up a half penny, 470 a bushel. March corn up one and a half at 489. However, we did see some bigger gains in the wheat market, mainly on reports from several sources saying that another Ukrainian port was damaged by a Russian missile attack. That helped to push wheat prices higher. December Kansas City wheat up five and a quarter, six fifteen and three quarters. December Chicago wheat up eleven and a half at five fifty-five a bushel. In the energy markets, December natural gas down two cents at two eighty-six. January West Texas crude unchanged seventy-seven eighty-three a barrel. The financial market slightly lower Tuesday afternoon. The Dow down 62 points at 35,088. The NASDAQ down 84, 14,199, while the S&P was down 9 at 4,538. That wraps up our look at the markets, and that wraps up this episode of Texas Ag Today. I'm Kerry Martin. Hope to see you back here next time as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state in the U.S. of A., Texas agriculture. Thanks for listening to Texas Ag Today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. 
For more Texas Ag news and information, check out our website at texasfarmbureau.org or tfbradio.com. Texas Ag Today is a production of the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Thank you.